Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, ladies and gents of Steelers Nation? It is Thursday. I almost said Tuesday. Days are mixed up. Thursday, the beginning of the end of probably the worst part of the offseason. Right now, we are just in this strange, long limbo where it feels as if Everything and anything is being tossed out there, and we just got to talk about it and tell the people whether it's true, not true. Uh, Donnie, we don't have ad reads for like a good week. It feels kind of nice. How are you, uh, how you doing here? Uh, 44, uh, 45 seconds into this podcast, you've spoken. That's That hasn't happened in a month. It's a record. It's record. A, it's a record the last couple of months. I'm doing great. I uh, watched my Barcelona boys handle business today in Europa League. So on to the next round. Uh, feeling very good about them, but I'm ready to talk some American that football. Means. I have no idea what that means. I'll, I'll have to bring you a Barcelona shirt uh, whenever we see each other in India, and I'll have to kind of groom you and educate you on the phenomenal sport that is soccer. See, I tried to get into soccer once. We've talked about this. I'm really good at getting into, like, American soccer because I could pick a team. I think that the rest of it, like, plus isn't it on at, like, 7, 8 in the morning? Uh, depending on where you watch it, yeah, uh, the English Premier League, some of those games will kick off around like 3.30 to 4.30 West Coast time. That's not terrible. Wait, 3.30? That's like 7 o'clock at night. That's No, 12. a.m. Oh, geez, see, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't know how you can do that. When do you watch? Do you watch? There's no way. You're just like, uh, well, what's good? Most, most of the Spanish games, um, like early in the morning, they'll be on around like nine or 10 my time. Uh, but yeah. kind of like the bigger games, like today uh, was 1 p.m. my time. So that was pretty doable. I mean, obviously I'm up and ready to go by that point. Beautiful. And for anybody who doesn't know what Donnie's doing at one o'clock on a Thursday, it's not working. <laughs> Watching soccer. All yeah, right, bro. <laughs> Let's talk about some Steelers football here. I, it feels like we talk about nothing else, but there's nothing else to talk about right now. The quarterback situation. What a wild week it was for the quarterback situation. Started off with pro football focus saying that they're, the Steelers are going to give a 20th pick and I think a fourth round pick for Derek Carr. That one got brushed over in about 10 seconds. People were just like, yeah, whatever, man. Then it went to Jimmy G. By Monday, not by whenever, by Monday. Woke up this morning, there's phone calls, Aaron Rodgers, there are trades already on the table, according to ESPN's Diana Rusi. Aaron Rodgers has not decided whether or not he's going to stay in Green Bay, if he's going to retire, if he'd like to go elsewhere. Went on the Pat McAfee show, I watched it after we talked about it. What a waste of time. Yep. Do you think – I'm just going to jump right to the point here. Do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of those teams that said, hey, Green Bay, we might have a little something-something here for you if you'd like it? I want to make it very clear. If there should be probably 27 to 28 teams in the NFL that should have picked up that phone and at least called to see what the Packers wanted uh, as kind of like a base starting point for Aaron Rodgers – um, okay. So with that frame of mind, yeah, I definitely do expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to be one of the teams calling and interested in trading for Aaron Rodgers. Now, whether or not it gets serious is a whole different discussion. 
Uh, I mean, from a, a pure salary cap standpoint, it, it just would not make sense to bring Aaron here. Uh, like you pointed out in your article, $46 million cap hit going into 2022. He's under contract through 2023, so you're only getting two years out of the dude. Uh, he is about to turn 40 that, that last year as well. You can restructure his base salary to get it down to $34 million, but the Steelers, with only $29.5 million in cap space, still have to wiggle you know, some other moving pieces in order to get Aaron Rodgers there. But you also have to remember, and this is something we've been hammering home kind of the entire offseason of why a move like this probably won't be done. The Steelers really want to take care of Minka Fitzpatrick and probably Deontay Johnson in terms of extensions this offseason. It is virtually impossible for them to trade for a guy like Aaron Rodgers and extend both Deontay Johnson and Minka Fitzpatrick. Actually, you're wrong there. So the Steelers could, I was with you all up until you said that okay. last part. So the Steelers can add another roughly $38 million to their salary cap this year. Pl mm -hmm. Plenty of cap space. And what? that's like, what do you mean? How, how, how can they 30, how can they add $38 million? Through the restructures of like eight contracts. TJ's one of them. Cam Hayward's another one. Stefan two, it's another one. Um, there was a bunch of them. There was, there's like eight or nine of them. Alan Saunders has a very good article on it. Okay. If you don't, if uh, anyone wants to go look it up, 38, roughly 38, I think it's actually a little bit more than $38 million that they could add right now. It's 29. I agree with you. That's a lot of money for Aaron Rodgers. He also only has one year left on his contract. The last one's avoidable year. So I don't know if that goes over with the Pittsburgh Steelers or if the Green Bay Packers still take that hit. Either way, I look at this right. and say, maybe you do give him a phone call. Maybe you are one of those calls. And maybe if there's other teams making phone calls, maybe you kind of jump in there and see what other people are saying. Because the worst case scenario, the Green Bay Packers are going, yeah, all right, well, we want two, three first-round picks. Best case scenario, nobody is highballing these guys. And the Green Bay Packers are going, well, maybe we only want one first-round pick and a player not saying it's going to happen i'm just saying you might as well make that phone call i believe the steelers should be one of those teams making phone calls right now so let me ask you this do you think it would be worth it for the steelers to restructure all of those deals and to basically push that money back into the the future years to get a guy like aaron Rodgers? because if you add the 38 million to the steelers 29.5 million in cap space already it's about 67 mm -hmm. right and then if if you're able to get that base salary of Rogers down to the 34 million. Whenever you do restructure him, that leaves you about 33 and a half million dollars to split between guys like Deontay Johnson and Mika Fitzpatrick, which should be doable. If you do want to extend both of them, at least for this year, both their cap hits should be under like that 16 and a half million dollar range on average that you would need to get them down to. But I think the problem with this, and you're seeing this with the Falcons right now and Matt Ryan's ludicrous cap hit that he's about to have next season is that the Falcons have continuously restructured his deal and pushed all of that money back in order to sacrifice the immediate, sorry, sacrifice the uh, kind of short to long-term future in order to try to have immediate success. That didn't work out. Mm -hmm. 
do do you think that's something that they should take into consideration whatever they, oh, they yeah. do or or do you think it's hey we have a chance to get a hall of fame quarterback after our hall of fame quarterback is gone we can still somehow some way get both of these guys and deontay and minka done and bring aaron Rodgers to pittsburgh try to throw everything at the uh, current super bowl window that we think we have run it that's tough because the state of the NFL and the way that it's changing makes you say, yes, go do this because teams are doing it. And the the big picture is if you win a Super Bowl, you don't care if you win a Super Bowl in the next five years. If you don't, if you, if you win a Super Bowl in 2022, TJ Watt doesn't have to win another Super Bowl. Cam Hayward doesn't have to win another Super Bowl. Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't have to win another Super Bowl. Deontay Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. These guys won a Super Bowl takes a lot of that pressure off. Now, am I saying, would it not be nice to win multiple Super Bowls in 10 years? No, it'd be phenomenal to win multiple Super Bowls in 10 years. But chances are you're going to win one Super Bowl, and then you're going to take a couple of years off before you're even in Super Bowl contention again, unless you could run it back with your Hall of Fame quarterback doing something like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, doing something uh, the Chiefs are a different story. They kind of all lucked out, and that is falling apart as we watch it. But it's a possibility, and it's something that I think the Rams, the Bucks, the Broncos before that have kind of proven, like, if you add that guy, we can make the rest of it work. No big deal. It's not like the salary cap actually exists. You know, you could you could add 45 void years, keep Aaron Rodgers around for three years, keep TJ happy, Minka happy, Deontay Johnson happy. Najee happy go out and get all these guys still probably be totally fine the Buccaneers had a really talented roster before Tom Brady got there yes um so and he kind of fell I don't want to say fell into their laps uh but I mean there was possibilities that he could have ended up as a 49er there were possibilities that he could have ended up as a Tennessee Titan but it played out like the way it did um the Rams is probably the role and not the sorry the exception not the role whenever it comes to trying to find a veteran quarterback and then kind of assembling all the other troops and pushing your chips in the middle of the table and then actually getting a super bowl out of it very very rarely does any quarterback of any caliber go into another team and win a super bowl it's just it is extremely rare in the nfl and I'm just like looking at the Steelers team. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to pull off what the Los Angeles Rams did this year. I So I agree. The Steelers have nowhere near the roster that the LA Rams have. If you could put an offensive line together, maybe it's a different story. I, I like at least somewhat of their chances. That's a big task at hand. Yep. When it comes to that small number of quarterbacks that pull that off, though, it is a guy like Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? It's the Peyton Manning, the Tom Brady, the uh, – who just did it? The Matthew Stafford. Yep. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers could go somewhere, immediately make them a contender. And if you have a team good enough, that contention's actually real. Now, again, that would go back – I feel as if I'd be too optimistic or like last season's optimistic when it comes to the offensive line. If I said something like that, here's my thing. And this isn't a Steelers or a Packers thing. This is an Aaron Rodgers thing. Would Aaron Rodgers really want to leave the NFC? And let's be real for a minute. Let's be real. The path to a Super Bowl through the NFC is much easier in terms of getting through quarterback play than it is the AFC. 
why would Aaron Rodgers want to remove himself from a now Tom Brady-less Buccaneers team and a Los Angeles Rams team that is not going to be able to run it back with all of the guys that they had this year? Other than that, point me to a team that can that is a viable Super Bowl contender. The, the most talented team outside of those guys are going to be the Dallas Cowboys, and they manage to flop every single year. True. And I think Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay gives him the absolute best chance to win a Super Bowl throughout the next however many years left that he wants to play. And if he would go and opt for a team and try to play for a team in the AFC, like a Denver Broncos, like a Pittsburgh Steelers, you're putting yourself in shoes to compete with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joey Burrow, maybe Lamar Jackson if the Ravens can get their stuff together. I mean, it, it's tough. It is a very, very tough gauntlet for AFC teams right now. And it's only going to get more difficult. Very true. I did not think of that. I didn't, that didn't cross my mind at all. And it's very true, especially with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves to win. The Green mm -hmm. Bay Packers have failed to make the Super Bowl, what feels like eternity at this point. Every season they're in the NFC Championship. Very true. I think a lot of that, though, will also have to go on, depend on how much the Packers can actually bring back. I heard their cap situation is atrocious. It is. So, yeah. So I'm sure that that team's not going to be as good as they were. But I did watch the McAfee stuff. And I don't know. If you had to ask me, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. The dude is just a giant drama queen. He loves all the attention. He's going to draw this out as long as possible. And then he's going to announce, I'm staying in Green Bay. That being said, the initial question, should the Steelers call? Should the Steelers have called? I believe the answer is still yes. I think that yeah, you have to. The, the, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's no excuse. Yeah, no, th there's no harm in at least dialing up the phone and asking and, you know, trying to test the waters of um, whether or not Aaron wants to come to Pittsburgh or, you know, what it's going to take to get Aaron to Pittsburgh. Actually pulling the trigger on you know, uh, probably the biggest trade in franchise history I mean, as far as I can remember, I mean, that's going to take a lot of thought and a lot of detail and planning, to, you know, in order to make that work. How mad are you are if you're Ben Roethlisberger and you are now retiring? Your Hall of Fame class is now led by Tom Brady. So you got a little bit screwed there. And then you are immediately replaced by Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh. How mad are you if you're Big Ben? Are you more mad at that or are you more upset that – if Aaron Rodgers retires this year, that you have a retirement class of Brady, Rodgers, and Ben. And there's talk that they might not put three quarterbacks in first ballot, and Ben's definitely sure. going to be left out if they only choose two of those quarterbacks. I don't think you could, though. Like, I, the Hall of Fame I'd makes a lot upset. of mistakes. Big ben but that's what I'm saying. Like, ballot. yeah, like if you, if you were Ben Roethlisberger, and even if, like, if Aaron Rodgers, I, I tried to think about it, and like it got close with like, the Aaron Donald thing, like when Aaron Donald was like, uh, I might retire. I started thinking like, yo, Ben's slowly creeping down this list. But the way it looks right now, I would say even if Aaron Rodgers retires, like, and even if and even if Adrian Peterson retires, like those guys have to be in their first ballot. AP's not going to go in over Ben. He's not going to go in over Ben. But I think no. those four guys are your Hall of Fame class at this point, And then you just kind of add that fifth. Yeah, and like, how I can't even describe to you how upset I'm going to be. Like, if that happens, and they put in some like old dude and nobody's heard oh, about yeah. that, that like invented pylons, and it's like, bro, yeah. nobody cares. Literally, dude, nobody they put knows a ref this guy's in. name. Yeah, they put a yeah. ref in over Devin Hester, the greatest return man of all time. They said we're going to put a zebra in there. 
Can no. we talk about how lackluster this Hall of Fame class is this year? Oh, it's terrible. Me and Derek went on a whole rant about it. Like, it is disgustingly bad. Yeah. It doesn't, like, are you even going to watch it? Why would no. you, if you were somebody Why? our age, you wouldn't even, you're not even going to turn it on. People are going to come up. You're going to be like, Richard Seymour made the Hall of Fame? What? Like, I thought we had to be good to make the <laughs> Hall of Fame. What do we do? That's the only guy that I would know. It's the only guy. It's absolutely ridiculous. You got Reggie Wayne, Devin Hester, and DeMarcus Ware just sitting around. Tory Hall. Just sitting around. Stupid. Yep. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. I think still Ben gets in there. Um, I don't know if I'm – I think I'm still – the Hall of Fame one I'm more mad about, no doubt, yep. than okay. Aaron Rodgers or Plessing. Easy. Okay. Trade scenario number two for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just been a lot of – if you haven't Frank been it. on allsteelers.com, it's literally just this guy says that the Steelers are going to trade for this guy. This guy says that the Steelers are going to trade for this guy because it's ridiculous. That's all anybody's talking about right now. Jimmy G, coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers on what looks like a pretty good deal, okay? A fourth-round pick this year, a conditional fourth-round pick next year that could slide up to a second, likely will slide up to a second. That is from the Athletics' Tim Kawakami. What a great name. Mm -hmm. Tim Kawakami. Not only will this happen, he predicts, but he predicts that it will happen by the end of the month which people do not know, is Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers will have their starting veteran quarterback, and it will be Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Let's buy or sell. We've never done a buy or sell. Buy or sell. The Pittsburgh Steelers will have Jimmy Garoppolo trade in place because it can't actually go through until the 16th, but they will have a trade in place by the end of February, by Monday. He's writing by. Gonna sell. <laughs> what are the odds that actually happens? I understand the um, the interest in Jimmy Garoppolo as a bridge quarterback for the Steelers. Yeah. It happened by Monday. Monday. Oh, by Monday, on, man. You'd have to already be so deep into talks. Yeah. Like you'd have to be there. I'm not. Buying and like, it, man. there's no way that San Francisco is like it's the end of February. The league year hasn't even started. We can't technically even agree on trades. Aaron Rodgers hasn't made his announcement yet, so we don't know what's going on there. Derek Carr's still in Vegas, so we don't know what's going on there. But we're gonna give up a fourth. We're gonna give up a fourth round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just that doesn't make can any we, sense. Can we talk about Jimmy G? Because I feel like we really haven't touched yeah. on him out of all the other quarterbacks. Um, just in terms of the, the compensation for that trade, a fourth-round pick, then a conditional fourth-round pick in 2023, which, like you said, probably does get bumped up to a second-round pick. Yeah. Um, that for a probably, like, suitable guy under center isn't terrible, is not terrible, especially whenever you consider what was the PFF mock draft that had uh, Derek Carr going to the Steelers for a pick number 20 and then a fourth round pick, right? And then a fourth round, I, I believe. Don't know about that. Um, <laughs> don't know about but that. Here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. $26.95 million cap hit. He's on his last year of his deal. Yep. If you trade for Jimmy G, you have to extend him, right? Like you, no, you are to. not going. You are not going to give up that draft capital to only have him for one year and then let him walk. And I know the Steelers kind of had a, a history of doing this, whenever it comes to like fourth and fifth round picks. 
Um, I mean, just the, the last couple of years, you know, Kevin Colbert has done so. You know, he's handed out those picks out like candy. Uh, but this is a quarterback. This is a quarterback to where if you're taking on that kind of quarterback money and, you know, you're giving up that sort of capital to where it will turn him to a second and a fourth round pick, you're going to want to extend him. But on the off chance that you don't, and Jimmy G is just here for one year to provide the Steelers A, a solid chance of winning over Mason Rudolph, or B, um, the ability to let a rookie quarterback come here and kind of sit and, you know, let him develop for a season before Jimmy G hits the road and he takes over. Even his play on the field, not, not even talk about the, the Steelers' future. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. No. I really do not think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. I think he is a product of um, Shanahan's offense in San Francisco. I think he's very much helped by that tremendous defense that he had in San Francisco. And I understand the Steelers also have quite the defense as well. But how, like, watching Jimmy Garoppolo going from a Kyle Shanahan offense with so many weapons around him and, like, such great play calling and such beautiful offensive design in San Francisco to what the Steelers currently have in Matt Canada and the, the, the cinder block feet offensive lineman that Jimmy G is going to, you know, be running for his life behind. It, it just doesn't make sense for me. It does not no. make sense for me. And then like he, he's good enough. And this goes back to my point about Aaron Rodgers. He's good enough to play and contend in the NFC, but can you do it in the AFC for the reasons I had already mentioned about Aaron Rodgers? Like True. is, is Jimmy Garoppolo winning a shootout with any of the quarterbacks I mentioned Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, no. no, he could barely win a shootout no. with Dak Prescott and the NFC West or East say what you want to say about them, but that's six easy wins. Dallas Cowboys. I agree. There's no way that Jimmy G you could come to Pittsburgh. Okay. If you're going to, if you're going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, you have the same mindset that you have trading for Aaron Rodgers. They're going to come here. They're going to win us a Super Bowl. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo has not won a Super Bowl. He has not proven to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He comes to Pittsburgh, he has a worse team, a much worse offensive coordinator, and you're going to say, go win a Super Bowl. That just uh, The equation's not there. And I get the whole fourth-round pick, that's a low compensation, but to give up a second-round pick. Now, if this was two straightforward fourth-round picks, I would like that. Sure. I would be like, yeah, you know what? It's 20, I believe, $6 million cap hit. That's a little rough, but maybe we could rework that extend you a year i'm sure it would work out for jimmy g you could go draft a quarterback have him sit back there there's really not a lot of pressure and chances are jimmy g is going to win you some games but yeah. and he's what, not gonna win that, you that's games. that's the appealing part about jimmy garoppolo is that if you get like a good defense with him and you get just like the offense you're supposed to run with him all he has to do is not turn the ball over and you're going to win eight to nine yep. games a year. Now, getting far into the postseason and getting yourself to a Super Bowl, that's a completely different story. But yeah. the, Jimmy G, for what it's worth, and I know I've kind of slandered him a little bit for what it is worth, he has done his job fairly well in San Francisco. But at my point of view, I think a lot of that success can be attributed to the surrounding pieces to him, not necessarily his sole talent. Yeah, plus I think the part of this that's getting somewhat passed up is people forget that Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt all the time. Yeah. And you're you're going to have a guy like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter 
or Sam Howell sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo. There's zero chance that when he goes down with an injury in week four, that the crowd, the fans are going to allow the Pittsburgh Steelers to put him back in after a rookie is in there, no matter who it is. If Desmond Ritter went onto that field, won two games, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans are over. There's no more Jimmy Garoppolo. We are, we are Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, whatever. That's our, that's our quarterback. It, no, I mean, I'm not saying sure. it's as strong as Mason Rudolph. I'm just saying that if you're going to deal with a quarterback who gets hurt as much as Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, you have to expect some backlash. And I just don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers really want that. And I truly don't believe Matt Canada would handle that so terribly. So terribly. So, here's my thing. If the San Francisco 49ers yes. moved up last year to number three to go get Trey Lance, Oh yeah, and, and and now they're trying to ship Jimmy G off. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not look at that and say, okay, if like, if the 49ers, who are a very well-run organization and very good football team, I, they, they just go to their second NFC Championship game in three years. They are yeah. a very well-run football team. If they don't want him and they don't think they can make it work with him. How's he going to go to the the SHIT show in Pittsburgh? Yep, and, and all of a sudden make it work. It, it, there is not some switch that that clicks in, in these guys' heads. It, it's remarkable. There's no Jimmy Garoppolo is not a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger was in 2021. That's the end of discussion. That is where it is. Ben Roethlisberger led him to one playoff game. Jimmy Garoppolo will not even leave them there. I agree with you. All right, let's move on to a different position here. Cornerback J.C. Jackson of the New England Patriots had some very strong words to say about his current team. He told NBC Sports' Phil Perry, excuse me, I guess they don't feel like they need me. I guess, I guess I can't be that important to them. I know I am, but they're sh- not showing me. Excuse me. That, that, that was very difficult to read for some reason. Um, I thought you did good. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> big word for Elmo. It was a big word for Elmo. So, J.C. Jackson, the New England Patriots have somewhat cut off negotiations, I guess. He's definitely still a candidate to be franchise tagged. But at the same time, Bill Belichick is definitely at some pro day we've never heard of right now looking for a replacement. And if they find one, J.C. Jackson hits the market. His expected market value is, I want to say, like 77 million. Yeah, right? four-year, $77 million deal via spot A lot of money. A lot of money. But you just got over a Joe Hayden. You saw what a veteran-proven cornerback could do. Now you could get one that's 25 years old. I mean, it, if you have the cap space and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, are you going to make this deal happen if J.C. Jackson hits the open market? If you have the cap space. Um, I mean, you, you do, right? Right now you do have the cap space to go make that happen. Yeah, uh, I guess it's a matter of do you want to grab one of the better cornerbacks in the league or would you rather kind of fix some other pieces around the, the team and kind of work from there? Um, in your article, you had uh, stated that Kim Sutton, Justin Lane, and James Pierre are the only cornerbacks, outside boundary cornerbacks, under contract heading into next year. Yep, That's not good. That not is good. Not great at all james pierre and um, justin lane are on the last year of their deal too it's about to be cam sutton forever 
It is. Um, and, you know, Jason Jackson, 25 interceptions through his first four years in the league. Uh, he had 23 pass breakups last year in 2021, which led the NFL. He could play. The, the guy can play. Dude's There's a ball. There's no question about that. Um, it's a lot of money for a corner. It's a lot of money for a Steelers cornerback as well. I feel like they would probably be better suited finding just maybe a cheaper option at the cornerback position and then trying to go from there. But I can't say as long as Minka and Deontay are willing to play under their current deal in 2022, I wouldn't be super upset with JC Jackson becoming Pittsburgh Steelers so long as I know for a fact that they want to target offensive linemen early in the draft. Yeah, I agree. I think that if you go offensive lineman in the draft, J.C. Jackson in free agency, maybe draft a corner mid-round of the draft, Those that's a dangerous game to be throwing Jimmy Garoppolo into right there. Yeah. It would be that be, be a team. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, the last time they gave up a cornerback contract, I mean, they gave Cam Sutton his last year, but it was kind of a – it was definitely a homer deal. Um, Joe Hayden signed a two-year $22 million extension a couple of years ago at, with a 16.8 million dollar signing bonus so 25 years old 77 million comes out to what 17 million 18 million a year somewhere around there so you're essentially giving up about seven million dollars more than that by the time he's done yeah, he's like 29 years old that's a lot 19.25 is a lot of millions of dollars it's about eight $8 million more than what Joe Hayden was for four yeah. years. He'd be 29 by the time you're done. Then you're looking at that last little extension. I don't know. I can't say no. If this is the year to spend money, it's the year to spend money. Yeah. I just, I think that you're going to find yourself in a bidding war with teams where that $77 million might be a little bit higher. Yeah. It, I mean, we're still also talking about an organization like you pointed out that, you know, historically they don't hand out those contracts those big contracts to cornerbacks. And um, I, I think it's uh, the NFL Network's uh, Mike Giardi that said that J.C. Jackson wants top five defensive back money. Uh, the Steelers are just not that kind of team to go out and do that. Um, maybe they Do you think they that would change, though? Do you think that this is the year that changes? The trend has changed, and I think that with their backs up against the wall, may like, do you feel that? there's enough change in the NFL as a whole right now for that Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin to kind of say, you know, we got to do something different because we're not winning right now. So I, absolutely. I do agree. I don't think this is the change that they're kind of looking for though. Um, okay. I mean, w would you rather make a corner paid top five money and bring him here? Better question. Do you think they're a top five corner away from contending? No, no, but no. I, think that a top five corner having a top five corner in the next four years puts you in position to to contend definitely and you know add, adding that kind of talent and depth to the secondary it you know, could pay dividends down the line but what i'm saying is wouldn't you rather take that 19.25 million dollars and kind of like spread that elsewhere throughout the roster and then kind of like not necessarily put the cornerback position on the back burner but, like, let's say you find a really good corner in the draft. $19.25 million has been invested into a really good center, maybe a really good, you know, left guard, or, you know, maybe a really good interior linebacker that can actually cover somebody in coverage. 
when other teams are trying to pass. <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of different ways to go about it. I just don't think JC Jackson would be the smartest move for the Steelers to make, but also on the other side of the coin, if they ink him to a deal, I'm not super upset. I just want to know what the vision is for the entire offseason. Because I feel like I feel like we're going through almost a similar kind of feeling to what we went through in last offseason. Whenever we talked about, hey, we need to hit X, Y, and Z for this team to get back to where it was. And the Steelers did not address X, Y, and Z for them to get back to where they were. And then now I just feel like we're almost like in the loop again. But this time we're without a Hall of Fame quarterback. And yeah. that's going to be the major storyline driver heading into they finally find somebody. So it's like last year was X, Y, Z. Now it's like S, T, P, Q, R, the whole thing. There's a billion letters. And I, I, I agree. I, it depends on the strategy. So like if you if they were to bring in a center or a tackle or an inside linebacker or, you know, and then found a cornerback for a cheaper option and then maybe drafted a cornerback, that's totally fine. But I, I'd have to look at all those options. I'd have to say there's a, there is – those moves would have to be made to justify not signing J.C. Jackson. Because if he is there and those moves aren't made and you just have that cap space sitting around waiting for nothing, then J.C. Jackson is a huge upgrade to a defense that – I mean, think about it. Cam Sutton, think about how much the Steelers just needed a cornerback last year. That Look at the beginning of the season to the end of the season. When Akella Witherspoon finally clicked and the Pittsburgh Steelers had another outside guy, that defense was a totally different animal. It wasn't great, and there were times that they definitely sucked, but they were a much better team overall in those situations. So it definitely boosts it, you know, and it's going to make guys like TJ Watt and that defensive line a lot better. But I agree. If if there's if you're plugging one option and ignoring four, plug four options, ignore one. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the Steelers almost feel like they can get away with not signing a guy like J.C. Jackson because that front seven is so good because you know they're able to get to the passer better than any team in the national football league for the last four or five years i feel like especially with a guy like tj watt uh, you know cam hayward maybe step on to it if he's able to come back alex highsmith with another Mm -hmm. year of development underneath him so you know not to say that they want to put him on the back burner but maybe that front seven gives them that feeling where you know they feel like they don't need to immediately address it one question I want to point out for you, though, would you rather sign Jackson to like top five corner money or would you rather them take one of the top corners in the draft? Like like Derek Stingley or like Sauce Gardner? Like would, would you be OK with either? Oh, of those I'd, even, I'd even go as low as Andrew Booth. I'd say yeah. I would say those three guys do. Derek has turned me on to Andrew Booth and I won't lie. Madden has turned me on to Andrew Booth to the point where I did my research and Andrew Booth's a stud. So is Sauce Gardner. Derek Stingley, I am not as high as a lot of people believe. Yeah. But I would still take him. I would say yes. If you're if the if one of those three are there and you're deciding between those three or JC Jackson, easily those three. Much cheaper. Give me two years on them. <clears throat> Easy. And they could grow with the team because the team's still got to grow. So I would definitely go that route. Either way, I think cornerback is definitely an option. I mean, to me, cornerback might be the third highest need on this team and honestly it could be above quarterback because i'm somebody who's just like ride it out with mason go find marcus mariota you sign a jc jackson you're helping out mason a ton because the best way to stop patrick mahomes and josh allen is to not let them throw the football 
cornerbacks help in that situation. So it goes both ways. This was a little bit exhausting. It was fun. I'm hoping next week when we're in Indy, we have actual things to talk about. It would be really oh, nice to yeah. just have a show. Hopefully talks where on Tuesday, right? He does talk Tuesday, 1 o'clock. Me, Donnie, and Derek will all be in Indianapolis next week for the NFL Combine. We'll be coming to you live from Lucas Oil Stadium, bringing you a podcast maybe every day. We haven't talked about it yet, but we will probably soon. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Use our promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. That's promo code All Steelers. Like this video. Help a friend. Be a friend. Tell a friend. We'll see you tomorrow.